Hello, I'm your host, Thomas Coomson, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Thursday with Kumi. This episode is going to be a little late because I deliberately postponed it till Friday midnight to record it because the playing tournament was still going on and I wanted to have all the teams that clinched the playoffs to be there before I make my predictions right and today i'm going to be recording with mikhail again um a little technical difficulties happened in the middle of us recording our episode so the second half which will be the western conference prediction will be all done by me and he you're just going to hear miguel when we talk about our thoughts on the nba season till the end of the eastern conference prediction so that's just a little heads up on the episode but besides that enjoy the episode it's sunday um all the games have happened game one at least has happened between every single team but the bucks bulls game and the suns and pelicans game so even though the playoffs have started it's just game one, so I still think it's a good time to still give you my predictions before um, things really start to set off in the playoffs. So without further ado, let's just get straight into it, and um, I present to you this episode of Thursday with Kumi. Enjoy. There you go. All right, I'm on, I'm on. I am on. Yo, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can hear you, sir. All right, yo. So, all right, let's talk about this season, you see, because, listen, we're not going to mention that team, okay? Exclude that one team. The 29 teams, the 29 other teams in the league, we'll talk about, just not this one. So, what do you think of the season? I know we say we weren't going to bring it up, man, but, you know, we, the purpose of your podcast, we have to talk about it. Um, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed the season. I did enjoy the season, you know. There were quite, quite a bit of teams I was really watching this season. The Hornets, you know, with my boy LaMelo Ball averaging 20.1 points a game, doing his thing and then making the big assists. You know, the Suns, you know, you're never going to catch me watching the Jazz ever in my life unless they're playing against a team I like. But, you know, we got to talk about I got to bring up this one team. The freaking Lakers, man. The freaking Lakers, man. First of all, first of all, man, LeBron James is close to his 40s. He's, what, 37, 38 years old? Yes, sir. And man is playing as if he's a first a rookie, but a lot better than a rookie. 
man of his stature will just start to slow down. He's just, he literally has improved. He's literally, this is probably one of his best seasons, just statistically and playing-wise. Team-wise, this is one of his worst seasons. Uh. Right? With a team where my Lakers have an all-star roster with guys like Anthony Davis, um, Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, Dwight Howard, you know, they got guys like that all-stars, Carmelo Anthony. Now, they don't have bad supporting players. Austin Reeves, he's a decent shooter from the three-point line. Malik Monk, decent player. Talent more and Tucker, man. Yo, the guy can ball when you need when you need him. He's a good supporting player. In my opinion, he's probably their best supporting player. But the fact is, man, they played like I'm allowed to curse on this. Go ahead. They played like shit, man. They played like shit this season, man. It was disappointing, man. It was depressing, man. Like you know, you would think. A team of this will kind of have that change around halfway through the season. Or, you know, they played decently at the beginning. Then they started going downhill, down, down, down. And then you're like, okay, maybe maybe this is a plan. Maybe it's a plan. A lot of, like, you know, me and you have this conversation about, oh, maybe they're trying to do this to get, you know, higher in the draft pick. But is that, do they have to play this bad to get higher in the draft pick? I don't think so. But overall, man, the season was great, man. There was a lot of good teams out there. Even now, Miami's doing its thing. I enjoyed watching Chicago, for sure. Chicago Bulls have stepped up big time when it comes to, uh, like, improved teams. The Bulls have done their thing. The Nets was interesting to watch. That whole transition with James Harden going to playing with Embiid in Philadelphia, that was pretty good. Um, Golden State, you know, Golden State's back at where they're usually at. You know, we... You never expect anything less from Steph Curry, Clay, and all those guys. They're doing their thing. Well, overall, a good season. The only downfall of the season was how bad the Lakers played, man. Yeah, I'm with you because when you think of the Lakers, right, and you think of, one, they have four of the top 75 players to ever play the game on their team, right? You have Braun, AD, all these guys, and just the performance they put up this year, not good. Because, look at you want to say, well, we didn't have enough time to play. That's Braun. But guess what, Braun? But guess what? The Clippers did well. And speaking of the Clippers... Uh, th- this will probably make your day because even though the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, the Clippers also didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, yes. Yeah, so, so I know that would have crushed you even more just talking about this, but luckily it's going to be the Pelicans that take that eighth spot to face the Suns in the first round. But anyways, it's, I don't know. It's just... You know when thing when you know when folks say it just didn't work out. I think it's just yeah. one of those things. It's just they just don't gel. 
They just don't gel. And I think it's the co- it's the coaching situation. considered a center distracting us from what a good season it was you know teams yeah, that had an amazing season, yeah. Take the Lakers out. it was a great season, great season like you know said. yeah the Bulls, man. the Bulls great story they had a great story about right they are one of the best teams and um you know philly i mean that whole debacle with brooklyn and james harden going going to to play going from brooklyn to philadelphia and then that game that they had when after that trade happened was crazy you know that was just such a that's what you call playoff basketball right there you know the suns had a great season as well you know, Warriors, they came back, they came back to, to the limelight. Now they're a contender. You see, Jokic with his season, right? Trey Young, you know, first player to ever lead the league in both total points and assists since Nate Archibald. And that was almost 50 years ago. So all these storylines and things like that are being distracted from the fact that the Lakers had a piss poor season and it shouldn't be that way. Yes, the Lakers are one of the most storied franchises in all of sports, but that still shouldn't take away what they did or what the league has provided this season with all these storylines. Boston at one point Boston was 18 and 21. 
18 losses, 21 lo- 18 wins, 21 losses. Then they went 23 and 24. You see. But then they 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 kicked in a gear that we didn't think they still had after the start that they had, and they've won 28 of their last seven. Okay, you're right. You're right. You had faith in Boston. You you you. And you were and and you were the only you were you were the one that told me. Yeah, Boston's in this funk, but they're gonna come back. You you were the one that told me, don't 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 doubt the Celtics yet. So you're you were right about that. And then um, what else? And then Miami Heat. Now they're the number one seed with the um, with acquiring Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker. Um, like this was just a good season overall. I mean, last I mean, last year it was kind of hard to get into the season with the pandemic and stuff like that. It was it was kind of hard, but this season really um, shook things up, and now it's like I'm really I'm like I mean, obviously I mean I've been a basketball fan practically my entire life, but you know, this was definitely one of the best seasons in probably two three years. You know, this was the this was the best post COVID season we've had or the best season we've had since COVID. Definitely. So now that we've talked about the NBA season, right, let's talk about the awards. So we've what are the awards? It's, of course, MVP, rookie of the year, most improved player of the year, sixth man of the year. Defensive player of the year. Yes, we have defensive player of the year. And then and then coach of the year. So those are the individual awards. If I'm missing any other awards, um I don't think I'm missing any other awards. I mean you have executive uh player of the year and the the um uh what is it, the charity awards, but I mean those awards we're not really gonna f- focus on because those are more so philanthropy work you know it's not you know philanthropy doesn't really in charity they don't like competition and charity doesn't go hand in hand because you're helping other people and if you are having that competitive mindset then you shouldn't be in charity but that's besides the point um so let me start off with what what award should we start off with let's start off with defensive player of the year so, defensive player of the year. Okay, let me let me see who's really been doing it. Okay. Oh, I thought we were gonna choose who we think should get it. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's not. What's his name? What's his name? Bam, bam. Oh, bam. Bam, bam. Yeah. Uh. uh. See, like it's between um. For me personally, Bam Bam because like one or um, it's Michael. It's Michael Bridges. So the the top three candidates are Michael Bridges, are are, are Michael from from the Phoenix Suns, Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz, and Marcus Smart from the Celtics. And it looks like Bridges is leading the the way with the with the award. 
right? So, I mean, I'll, I'll probably go with Gobert because, I mean, he's been holding down the fort up in Utah. Some folks are debating. Some folks, yeah, some folks are debating uh, Marcus Smart. But, I mean, you know what? Let's just go with Michael Bridges. I mean, they have the best team in the league. Um, the Suns are the best team in the league, 64-18. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But if I ha- honestly had to choose, like, yeah, Michael Bridges for sure, man. You know, he's been a key factor in the, in the Phoenix Suns last season, for sure. You know what I mean? Um, like, if I had to go, like, next up in my- Marcus Smart, man, like, I have to, like, you know, I know you're not a huge fan of Boston Celtics, but Marcus Smart, like, I've been watching a lot of Boston Celtics games. Marcus Smart. Has honestly helped the Celtics. Like, yeah, there's guys like Jason Tato um, and all those guys. But Marcus Smart has helped deal with the defensive end on the court for Boston Celtics. So I would definitely put him up there for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Oh, let me see how it's looking. All right, so let's move on to the most improved player of the year. So now we got Jean Morant. We have uh, Darius Garland, DeJounte Murray, Miles uh, Bridges. Um, it looks like John Morant is going to win most improved player of the year. He deserves it. But, I but, but, but. I know there's so many other players. John Morant deserves it, for sure. Listen, John Morant has had a great season. 10-point difference from 17 points per game to 27 points per game, right? 27.4%. the thing though okay um what what i would give it to garland from Cavs, darius garland because when you look at how the Cavs were last season and then you look at them now and then last year darius i think he was a rookie last year right so they were you know he was whatever right but then you look at this season he made an all-star team uh, um, I mean, I know they got eliminated by the Hawks in the playoffs, but nearly let them, but let them to the to their best season without LeBron James since 1998. That's another thing, and they didn't have, and they played in. And listen, the Eastern Conference this year was tough. It was pretty tough. So for them to have a turnaround season in that conference especially when the competition has been so high in the Eastern Conference, I'm giving it to Gerland. And the thing with Ja Morant is we knew Ja was going to be this player because my man won Rookie of the Year. He won Rookie of the Year. And then the next year, let the let, let the uh, uh, Memphis Grizzlies to the playoffs. And they beat the Warriors to do that. So we knew he was going to become this player. Right. Okay. okay. But but like, I agree with what you're saying with Darius Garland. But you have to remember, John Moran 
reason why he gets most approved is single-handedly the success behind the Grizzlies is through mostly John Moran. I don't know Darius about Garland, that. No, Darius Garland is not alone. Colin Sexton has been playing well, right? Yeah. They also have... Uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, yes. They also... Who, who was their rookie? Evan Mobley. Shoot, no, no, no. No, isn't it Evan Mobley? No? Yeah, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Also, yeah. a guy... Like, I know we didn't get to this. I, I literally have him as my number one for rookie of the year. We, I know we didn't get there. Okay. He's also been a key player in success for the Cavs. The Cavs, honestly, it's not just specifically Darius Garland. Because the whole team itself, the organization, has improved to the point where they have... An overall good team. Right. The chemistry with the players are good. The and that's what makes their success so good right now. You know? Like you know, like their even their what worst player, Osman, is a decent player. Right. He was a he was a part of those championship teams or those finals teams with the Cavs. Um that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. So it's not I wouldn't give it to, like, most approved player to Darius Garland, man. Yeah. John Morant, listen, man. Yeah, I'm not saying John Morant did the whole thing by himself. But if you were watching the Grizzlies, man, the success those Grizzlies would have, when John Morant is on that court, man, the whole team switches. Of course. But remember, they've also gone 20, they've also won 20 games without John Morant. They've gone no, twenty and three. Of course, of course. But the games that they played have yo, you we, you would see it, have been the most significant he's made some sort of highlight play mm. and has elevated his game has elevated from when he first started in the NBA. Yeah. Like uh, honestly man, like listen man, I know we like a lot of some people say um LaMelo Ball may be the face of the NBA when all these guys are done. Sean Morant yeah. Will be the face of the NBA. Listen, listen. John Morant was very popular among, like, when it came to folks asking, "Who's the new up and coming talent?" I I promise you, when I watched All the Smoke, which I think the first year All the Smoke started was John Morant's rookie year, every single guest that was into basketball. I mean, that's almost all of them, right? They were all. Like every, I, I believe every single one of them said Jean Morant when they were like, "Who's the Who's the new talent coming up? Who are you excited to? Who are you Who are you excited about in the future?" Jean Morant was number one. Of course, you had Luca and Trey, but Jean was number one, which is why I will listen. Jean was supposed to have this pro, um, tra- trajectory. Darius Garland came out of nowhere and had this and and, and became an All Star. You see, I don't think even in his rookie year, did we really have him having this type of trajectory? No. And um, Darius, Darius, Darius got. Um, if I think about it, let me see. Darius Garland. Because he wasn't. I see what you're saying. Like, I do see what you're saying. Um, Darius, like, here's the thing. Darius Garland, let me think about this. So I, I agree with what you're saying. I do, I hear what you're saying. 
But Jerry's Garland has improved every season. What when yeah. was when was his rookie year? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, right? Okay, so. Right. Was shooting forty from the field. Right. Thirty-five from the three-point range. Right. Like average, like I, I believe around two rebounds, three or four assists. Right. In twenty twenty, he improved where he also where he improved scoring seventeen points a game. Improved in the field goal by forty-five point one. Thirty-nine percent from the three-pointer. Two rebounds, six assists. Right. Now, in 2021, he's improved again, right? Averaging 21.7 points a game, 46.2 from the field, 38.3 from the three-point range, you know? So he has improved. He has improved, for sure. But the, the question is, like, like the thing is, with John Moran, like, John Moran has been in the season the same amount of time. He's improved a lot more than Darius Garland. Right. They both They're came both. in. They both came in together as rookies. Yeah, they both did. But think about it. Like I told you, Darius Garland in his first year was averaging twelve points a game, right? In twenty nineteen, John Morant was averaging seventeen points a game, averaging forty seven from the field, thirty three from the three point. Three, four rebounds, seven assists, right? Then he improves within 2020, get averaging 19.1 points a game, 44.9% from the field, 30% from the three-pointer, four rebounds, again, seven assists. Now, here, now look at this and then tell me if you still don't think Darius Garland deserves this because in 2021, I remember, the, in 2020, it was 19 points a game. This season alone, John Morant averages 27.4 points a game. Yeah. 49 from the field, 34 from the three-point range, five rebounds, six assists, improves in steals and blocking. Great. Right? Yes, he did miss more games, and they did have a success. But his statistics have improved greater than Darius Garland. Yeah. So, like, statistically, yes. And playing-wise, I give it both to Jean Morant. Yeah. Right? First of all, man, like, I enjoy it. Like, I'm not doing this because, like, because, like, I'm being biased because, like, I like Jean Morant. I watch both guys play. And when I saw, when I first, because, like, even though I wasn't watching a lot of Cavs game back in 2019, 2020, right? You were on that wave like everyone else watching Jean Moran as a rookie. Yeah, right? But I also was trying to, because, like, you know, everyone was talking about how good Garland was. So I tried to watch more games to see his style. I have to give it to Jean Moran, man. Like, one, like, yo, he's actually a great player to watch. And his style, his style of play, man, he's not afraid to make those moves. Yeah. He's not afraid to make moves. Like, yo, like a guy can be in his way, he will take the shot. Like, there's that fearless attitude, man. 
you know, he he kind of reminds you of like a Derrick Rose, you know, like a young Derrick Rose. Honestly, man, he reminds me more of um, AI without all the handling. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, makes sense. He reminds me of AI without the handling. Yeah. Because AI can handle the ball, but he reminds me, because AI was one of those players that would go into the thunderstorm to make a play. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can also say, yeah, I would say, yeah, old Derrick Rose, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. I see that. I see that. Yeah, he's a mixture between the two. Yeah, he's a mixture between the two. Yeah, but yeah, like like I said, so far we have both Michael Bridges, but then for most improved, we have Darius. Oh, I have Darius and you have uh, Ja, which... I agree to which I can see that, you know, and it'll be fascinating that he'll be the first rookie of the year to win most improved player of the year. Now, next up for him is MVP. All right. So that's that. Now, let's touch on. uh, Six man of the year. I mean, the leading vote getter for six man of the year is uh. Tyler Hero from the um, Miami Heat, you know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any, I don't think it's like it's close. I think he's, he, he's, he's head and shoulders the best, um, six man, in the league. So that's that, you know. what I'm saying, like best team in the league, playing for the best team in the league. I mean, he's better. Like, I mean, I. I don't think he was always, I don't, I think he was, um, I don't know if he was always a six man, but regardless, like, you know, he's been killing, he's, he's been killing, you know, even since his rookie year, cause he, he was in the same draft class as, uh, Jean Morant as well. So, you know, that goes for that, that's that. And then, um, now coach of the year. Okay. Um, Coach of the year, you have um, Monty Williams up in Phoenix, right? You have Nick Nurse. You have um, Spolstra. You have... Honestly, man, I gotta give him my respect. I love him as a coach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, great coach. And then you got the coach... um, um, uh, um, Is it the coach up in... uh, uh, What's the coach up in... uh, Memphis, Memphis. The coach in Memphis. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Hold on. Let me search up his name. Or let me just search up the team. Let me see. Let me see who the head coach is. Head coach Taylor Jenkins. That's him. Taylor Jenkins is the head coach up in up in um, Memphis. Honestly... I have to give him I have to give him coach of the year because Honestly, they were 20 and 3 without Jean Morant and that just goes to show you how well coached that team is to have your 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 best player miss that many games and you guys only lose 3 games that's a significant amount of games now I remember back in the day or back in 2017 when Kawhi missed about 11 games and I I think the the San Antonio Spurs won one game. That's crazy. 
But for you to miss 23 games and to only lose three games, that's very, very, very impressive. So that just goes to show you even without Jean Morant, they could be a playoff team, a 45-win team in the West. You know, the West has has not been as good as it has been in years past, but it's still a very competitive and top-heavy um, conference. And it just goes to show you that that team without Ja, not saying Ja, this, this is not taking away for, um, this is not taking anything away from Jean Morant because, I mean, Jean Morant is incredible. But I just think that it just goes to show you how well run that team is. I mean, I love Nick Nurse. I mean, Nick Nurse is a great coach. But I just think I got to give credit where credit is due when you, I agree. you know. I totally agree. Like, um, Monty Williams, man, I got to give him. Like, here's the thing, man. Like, of course, I agree with you. Memphis Grizzlies coach, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. But here's here's where, like, you know, like, like where, like, I think closest to the Grizzlies, Monty Williams for sure, man. Because remember, man, back, like, a few years ago, man, the Suns weren't even in discussion of ever being a top contending team. No. Right? Literally not, not, like, not so long ago, they were a 19-win team. Now a, a team finals and and is number one in the league. 64 wins. 64 wins, which is a franchise record. Yeah. And it's it's and it and it's one of the best records all time as well. You know what I mean? Like this team, from what the the coaching, the franchise itself has improved drastically. Right. You know, like Devin Booker has improved. Michael Bridges, DeAndre Aiden, right. Them acquiring a player like Chris Paul, you know, um, they have a team filled with growing players, a guy like Chris Paul that makes any team he wants into the best team and or improves the team in some way, somehow. But, yeah, like, I agree with you with the Memphis statement, but Monty Williams, I would put him right next up. And then I'll put Nick Nurse. Yeah, sure, right? honestly, they, like I said, the Raptors, Raptors don't have like quality all stars like that. We have a for the team that we have, where we lost guys like Norman Powell, we lost. Um, shoot, why is his name blanking in my head? Is it Kyle Lowry or it's not Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry, yeah, yeah, Kyle Lowry. We lost Kyle Lowry. You know what I mean? We like yo. Remember years ago, we had guys like Marta Rosen. We had uh, shoot. I don't know what. What was the white guy on the team? The center. Um, um. Is it? Is, is are you thinking about Marcus All? Not Marcus All. Another guy. Um. Like, how do we forget his name? He hasn't. He literally hasn't been gone that long. Is it Jakob? Yeah, no, not Jakob. It's not Jakob. Oh no, 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 no. 
Oh, oh, uh, uh, Jonas Valachunas. Yes, yes, yes. We lost Norman Powell. Like, the OGs of our Raptor squad. All those guys are gone. And the fact that those players that we have left are still able to play at this elite level, man. Come on, man. Nick Nurse is seriously doing his thing, right? And getting a guy like Scotty Barnes, beautiful addition to the team. Yeah. But yeah, those three guys were yeah were top three for sure for best coaching of the year, man. All right, all right. Now, let's get to the tax bracket of things. The two awards that we both that is the most anticipated, you know, rookie of the year and league MVP. Right? Oh, easy. That is easy. So with rookie of the year. Listen, listen. I'm I'm gonna go with. I mean, this may be my Toronto bias in, but I'm gonna give it to Scotty. Okay. Scotty, like I wouldn't be shocked if it goes to Scotty, but Evan Mobley, man, like okay, Evan Mobley in a way has really, like, like yo, I'm not hate because like yo, I'm trying not to be biased for Scotty Barnes. Evan Mobley, in my opinion, is better than Scotty Barnes, especially this season. Okay, okay, okay. This season yeah. is crazy, man. This season is crazy. Listen, especially, this is a very good rookie class. Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes. And those are top four picks. This is a this is a very, very good class. And we'll see what's going to happen to them in the future. Like, of course. I, I got Scotty Barnes because I've been watching him closely. And just like... The man put up thirty and seventeen against you know Braun, like it's just he's and 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 it doesn't hurt that he's he's in the playoffs and you know Evan Mobley I'm and like you know Evan Mobley and them ain't you know it just and he's the only rookie and he's the only yeah. Yo, here's the thing, man. The Raptors have always been like for like the last few years since we we remember, man. The Raptors have consistently been making it to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And the Raptors are still a relevant team. And they are still a team. Like, they are a good all-around team. Now, the Cavs are... They're not as good as the Raptors. Mm. Right? That's why me putting Evan Mobley ahead of Scotty Barnes... Because of what team he's on... Like, yes, he does have, like, guys, Darius Garland and all those other guys, right? But he honestly has been a key factor in also the success of how far the team has made it. But, no, most definitely. Like I said, I, it's like a, I'm stuck in a between Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes for sure, man. Yeah. Like, you know, either one of those guys deserve it. Yeah. Honestly, they may just have to say F it and just do co-rookie of the year. Honestly. Now, let's get to the MVP. Listen, this MVP race has been this MVP race has been crazy. And listen, you have Giannis, you have Jokic, you have Embiid. This is really the first year where it's very it, it's 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 the big men. What the league was was 
the foundation that the league was built on for for the first what 40 some years of the league being or the first 30 some years of the league being around it was if you didn't have a big man or a, if you didn't have a center mainly center because center that's the prime position that like this league was built on if you didn't have a great center you were not winning a championship you know from the days of George Miking down to Bill and uh, Welt to, to then did the 70s, Kareem, Dave Cowens, um, 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 Wes Unseld, you know, all these, uh, um, Moses Malone, all these centers that like came in and just set a standard for that position. Right, we're getting back. We're getting back to those days. You have Giannis, you have Jokic, you have Embiid, who just and shout out to Embiid. I think with all that's gone on with Philly, he's really done a great job with this team and carrying this team on their back. Okay, but it's got to go to Jokic, and I know he and, and I. And I know they're the lowered seed, sixth seed, and but man, like he's been like I didn't think he would have an even better season than this season, but he is. What do you think? Of course, like okay, like so I'm gonna go realistically, but then I'm gonna go like based off of like my what I would who I think really does deserve it. Um. Jokic, of course, man. Definitely, man. Average career. He had, like, a career high of 27 points per game. You know, 60, like, he, like you know, 60% shooting and everything like that. You know, like, and then also, he it was his first season in, in, where he had 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. Mm. Right? So, most definitely, like, and then, you know, next up to him, of course, is Giannis, the Greek freak, you know? Of course, you know, we all know Giannis, man. The, one of those tough big men that's unguardable in the league that you can't really stop. And then and Embiid also, man, has also improved. And I have him as, like, top three. But, like, honestly, if I were to not go with, like, you know, based off of, like, all these guys, I would want to give it to DeMar DeRozan, man. Really? The Chicago Bulls. Really? Yes, sir. First of all, from him being dogged out of Toronto Rap from the Raptors to, you know, being moved around to going to a team like Chicago and then stepping up, being, like, you know, of course he wasn't alone. Yeah, you know, of course he wasn't alone. But he had, like, guys like Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, my ball brother, Lonzo Ball. You know, he has definitely, like, he has, like, I have top five, but, like, if I were to choose, I would want to give it to DeMar DeRozan, man. Like, DeMar DeRozan has been through a lot with that, getting booted from the Raptors, Losing that fan base that he had, you know, being a dedicated Raptors player to 
going down and then stepping up big time. He, this he, alone. he rose from the ashes. Yes, yes, for sure. Like you know, like I would like he was never been like a most improved, but he's been a player that's always been a good player. Like he's like one of those players that you consider like a four star player, right? Yeah, they may need to make comeback player. You know how in the NFL they have comeback player of the year. He most definitely deserves that. He if if, if that if that was an award in the NBA, he would get it. For sure, man. Like you know, like you know, and then also like I said, because I'm also being damn by Jean Morant. You know, you know, doing his thing, right? This season, especially since he's only been in the NBA three years. And he's already, what, considered top 10 for MVP candidates? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, it's impressive. But like I said, yeah, plain and simple, Jokic, of all hands down, deserves it more than anybody. But yeah. if I were to personally choose, like, yeah, if I was being biased, like I said, DeRozan, because I love and respect DeRozan, and Sean Morant. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, but so that's your pick. Is that your pick, or is that like the the what you no, want? My pick is Jokic. Okay. My pick, like, like overall pick is Jokic. You know, my top two pick would be Jokic or Giannis, the Greek freak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow, man. I just, just, just like I said, man. The competition has been so high this year because you have that. You have Booker. You have even Chris Paul. But then you have a, uh, even Jason Tatum, Steph Curry. Even though Steph Curry kind of fell off the ladder and you know he 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 got injured, you had him. It's just the competition has been so high this year individually that like I don't even know. So yeah, I'm going with Jokic for MVP. Now let's get to business, okay? Let's get to business. The NBA playoff 2022. Right now, it's 1.48 a.m. I decided to record this on purpose a day later because I just I wanted to have all 16 teams because of the plane and stuff like that. And the teams that are officially in the plan or that are officially in the playoffs that were in the plan for the Eastern Conference are the Nets, who sit at the seventh seed, and the Hawks, who sit at the eighth seed. And then out in the West, it's the... Minnesota Timberwolves, who sit up in the seventh spot, and the New Orleans Pelicans, who sit up in the eighth spot. Now, with that being said, let's start with the Eastern Conference, okay? Now, one to eight, Miami against Atlanta. Two divisional teams who know each other, right? Um, I think I believe the last the last time they played each other in the playoffs was two thousand and nine. 2009 and Atlanta won in six games. Okay. But, um, I think I have Miami winning, but I think it's going to be a six game series. What do you think? Uh, Miami versus Atlanta. Yes, sir. Um, like, like I said, like like I told, like beginning that discussion. Like I said, I don't think there will ever be a sweep this season. Hopefully, I'm hoping in this playoffs, there's no no one's getting swept. 
definitely Atlanta is going to cause Miami some trouble. But Miami is definitely the stronger team. Um, Jimmy Butler, um, Hero, all those guys, you know, they are will they will definitely dominate, especially within this playoffs. But from versus Atlanta versus Miami, Miami definitely. I agree with Game Six, either Game Five or Game Six. But I don't think Atlanta will take them to Game Seven ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Game Six. Game five, Game Six. Yeah, because you know, I know they're not gonna get swept, but I know they they're gonna have to do some tough. They gotta play tough against Miami. All right, man. All right. Listen, and oh, as far as the playing, we did this off. Um, we we didn't do our predictions for the playing because it was just discussed between you and I. I had the Nets. I was right for my my Eastern Conference predictions for who were to make the playoffs was right. So I was three for four. I had the Nets, Hawks, Timberwolves making it. Though I thought that they were gonna lose to the Clippers and beat um, San Antonio because I had San Antonio making it. So I thought they were going to beat San Antonio, right? And then I had the Clippers making it. So I had the Clippers and, and, and the Timberwolves. So I was three for four, right? So that's that. I just want to mention that. But I got Miami winning in six, right? So the next game, um, Brooklyn and the Celtics. Now... I'm getting some blowback because I have the Nets. You see, I a girl asked me today at work, who do you have between the Celtics next? I said the Nets. She gave me the face. I spoke to dude up in Sportcheck. Um he 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 said who he asked me that question. I said the Nets. But I think it's because KD I don't think KD I don't think we're gonna go through I don't think especially this season with the acquisition that they've made, if they don't make it far, you may need to blow this team up because it was kind of blown up this season with Harden leaving Philly. So I don't think Katie wants that. And I think Katie genuinely likes playing with Kyrie. I don't think he wants to play like, I mean, he loves Steph, but I think he really likes playing with Kyrie. So I think the Nets will win. In six games, I don't think it's going to be a seven. Actually, you know what? It'll be a seven-game series. It'll be a seven-game series, and I'll take the Nets. What do you think? Case of Boston? Yep. Um, like I said, man. Like I said, man. I've been telling people, not just you, man. Do not count Boston out. Game seven, of course. I have the Nets going forward. But I would not be shocked. If that if Boston ever switched it around and Boston goes further, right? Boston is a team that is a quiet yet deadly team. They are they are secret. Listen, man. First of all, man. You know I'm just going on a little rant, just a quick one minute rant about you know how talented Boston Celtics really are. People don't give them the respect they deserve because you know like you know they don't have like big big all-stars Jason Tatum literally unbelievably their their best player 
But for a guy like him, him, Jalen Brown, Robin Williams is actually pretty good. Marcus Smart, defensively, Derek White, you know. Overall, even Hal Horford, defensively, offensively, they got the full package. These guys are, like I said, silent yet deadly. Well, you cannot count them out in this playoffs. Like, yes, they're going to put the first team is the Nets. And with the Nets healthy, 100% healthy, they'll cause damage. But game seven, I have the Nets, but I will not be shocked if that ever gets turned around and Boston goes forward. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically on the same. I'm on the exact same playing field as you are. The Nets in seven, but if Boston wins, I think, yeah, I, if Boston, I wouldn't be surprised to. So that's that. Now, three and sixth seed, Milwaukee against Chicago. I got Milwaukee in five because of the way they, of the way Chicago's been playing against. Um, they've been, they haven't been doing well against the top tier teams, like the top three teams in the league in each, in each conference. Not a great record. It's like they've only won three games. You see, and I know you're big on Chicago, so you. Me saying that they're going to get a gentleman sweep, I know you don't like that very well because you're still a believer in Chicago, but that's what I think. But let me hear your side. Like I said, man, um, some, some of us woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning. <laughs> uh, woke up this morning and got oh, yourself a gun. <laughs> Bucks, Bucks, listen, I'm telling you, Bucks will definitely go forward. But Chicago, Chicago did not make it this far to get anything of Game 5. I can see Game 6. Game 6, most likely, Game 6, right? The Bulls are a strong team, and it's the playoffs. You're right. They didn't end their season completely well. But when teams step into the playoffs, their regular season does not matter. Regular season got them this far, but regular season is eliminated from the process. Now it's the best out of seven games. The best out of you have to win four games. They can def- I wouldn't be shocked if the Bulls force a game seven, but I am telling you, game six, but the Bucks will win. But you cannot count my Bulls out. Do not count them out. All right. All right, yeah, like, like I said, man, Milwaukee in five, but that's just me, man. That's just me. All right, now let's go to the last matchup of the Eastern Conference. That'll be between the Philadelphia 76ers and our beloved, our hometown, or where we reside, you know, um, the Toronto Raptors. Right, this will be the first time in franchise or in league history that they, or in playoff history, that these two teams meet. They split one, Philly won up back in all one, Toronto won back in 2019. Right, with that game winner, both series have gone to seven games. Now, this is me speaking. I think Toronto is gonna. I think Toronto is gonna win in six games. And that's crazy to think because you have Embiid and Harden, who I actually looked at the MVP tracker. 
he's in the top 10 for Harden, I'm talking about, is in the top 10 for MVP, which is crazy to me. I did not expect that. I think he's actually, what, I think he's top five, actually. But I think the Raptors, I've been watching the Raptors all season. They've done, I, the Mavericks are the only playoff team that the Raptors haven't beaten all year, right? They've beaten Milwaukee, I think, how many times? What? I, yeah, I think they've beaten them all three times this year. They beat Philly three out of four times. Keep <laughs> me. <laughs> no, but they beat Boston twice. They, you know, they split that thing 2-2. Beat Miami twice. They beat Miami in Miami, mind you. They beat Philly twice in Philadelphia. They beat um just just go. They beat Phoenix in Phoenix. Okay? So that's what I'm saying. The Raptors are just because of how well they've done against the top tier teams. And yes, playoff you see regular season's over. But it's the same as when you're in school, right? The teacher always expects the student who has been passing his test all throughout the semester to do well on his exams. And if you live up in the U.S., we call the pre-exams, the exams, the the test before the exams, we call that the culminating. We call that culminating, I believe, culminating. Um, so we, we, the teacher who, the student who has done well, all throughout the course, all throughout the semester. That's who the teacher expects. When when it comes time to exams, he's going to do well. And that's the analogy I'm using. The Raptors have proved to me throughout the season that they can beat the top-tier teams. But I got the Raptors beating Philly in six, and I've seen it. I know the game very well. I've seen it unfold. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that quote, but that quote's been stuck in my head all day long. I've been thinking about that. But, yeah, I got the Raptors in six against the Sixers. What do you think? Our father, who are to have, I will be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive them. My common sense. My G. My G. All right, yo. Let's go back. Let's just let's re- let's rewind this. You know, he went from he was talking about the Raptors and then beating Philadelphia to schooling and stuff like that. Okay. All I heard, all I heard was eh, 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 the whole time. So you think Philly's gonna win the series? I, listen, I know for a fact Raptors. Listen, I'm not canceling Raptors out, man. I've said it, and me, I've said this to you many times. They are either a first or second round exit team. Philadelphia, Philadelphia has improved. I can definitely see Philadelphia when healthy, hundred percent healthy, and. You know, Embiid and Harden doing their thing. Because Harden is not an easy guy to block. Right? And when he gets hot, he's hot. Right? And then you 
can and you can't forget about our our good old friend, you know, Curry Jr. cooking up in the kitchen sometimes. You can't forget about him. Oh. I definitely, I definitely can see Game Seven. Game Wait, seven. did you just say Steph? Did you just say Seth Curry? Seth Curry's with the Nets. No, no, no. I'm talking about like their game. Oh, oh. Like, I mean, like James Harden cooking up in the kitchen. Okay. When he gets hot. Okay. You know how he does that thing with his hand? Yep, yep, yep. Stirs the pot with a, with, the pot. with three fingers. Right? But I was trying to make like that metaphor mixing him with curry type of thing okay okay you know? but no i'm telling you man so you have philadelphia game seven, game seven i don't think it's gonna be an easy game like i said if the raptors raptors could win this one either they're a first or second round exit but i'm going with philadelphia game seven okay okay you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you ain't have to you ain't have to disregard my 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 take like that, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. That's what sports Trump is all about. Is you know what I'm saying? Yo, 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 so we should do all the playoffs all the way through, or should we save this for next week, the second round what for? What we do is wait till the first round's done, right? And then, so far, we'll see who. Because so far, I think me and you agree on everything so far, except for the Raptors. Okay. Okay. We agree on everything but the Raptors and 76ers game. All right. All right, B. Listen, we got the West. So so wait till the next round happens, and then we do our predictions for that? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So the Western Conference, now 1-8. to eight, Okay. I don't think it's going to be close with the Pelicans. I, I know you're saying that you don't see a sweep, but I do with the Pelicans. I know it's CJ McCollum. I mean, they have some pretty good guys, but like, I mean, with how Phoenix has been playing, I see a sweep. I I don't think it's going to be really close. What do you think? The Pelicans. Yes. Oh, see, man, Phoenix, man, Phoenix is disgusting, man. Like, honestly, I did say there might be no sweep this season, this playoffs. There honestly might be with this one. Yeah. But I'm going to take it to game five. Okay. Just to be generous. Just to be generous. I Because, honestly, man, I want there to be a season where there's, like, zero sweeps. Yeah. Right? It makes the game interesting. It puts you on your toes as a fan. But... We all know the Suns are winning this one. Yeah. You know, hands down. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I'm going to go game five. All right, bet. All right, bet. So next one, we got the... Um, who is it? Who's the second? I think it's Memphis and Minnesota. That's going to be a good series. Don't, oh, don't, 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 don't sleep on that one. 
Um, those two teams are literally, literally. All right, yo, let's pause for one second. Hold on, hold on. Sorry about that. Um, we had a bit of technical difficulties. Um, my computer kind of gave out on me. And um, we I last left off with the Western Conference first round. So um, I kind of spoiled my uh, predictions. Um, I posted it on Twitter later because I didn't think I would still be able to post this. Now, this is actually being recorded after um game one of saturday and um game one of the miami hawks and um boston and um brooklyn series that just finished with that thriller that went on and um the bucks bulls pelican suns game has yet to start so the game one of those games are have yet to start so I mean, I will still do my predictions. Sorry about that. I will still do my predictions just because it is game one and, you know, it's just the start of the series. So I don't think um, it's going to hinder my uh, thoughts and uh, um, opinions of the series, regardless of, you know, the series just starting. So this will be posted later today at literally right after i'm done recording it so um i don't have miguel with me so i'm just gonna pick up where um i left off and instead of just me predicting just the first round i'll just predict the entire thing all right so let me start off with um where we left off as far as the western conference goes so game so with the Suns uh, Pelican series, I don't think that's going to be close. I mean, you have two on the Pelican side. You have two great scorers with McCollum and Brandon Ingram. By the way, this is Brandon Ingram's first playoff appearance. So shout out to him. And this is Zach Levine's first playoff appearance. So shout out to him as well. But I don't think um it's going to be a close series. I mean, if Zion was in the series, maybe that would help things. But I don't, I don't think this is going to be a necessarily close series. So I still say Suns sweep the Pelicans and move on to the second round. Memphis Timberwolves. Um, I just saw game one, of course, because I'm recording this the next day because of the technical difficulties. And I chose to uh, do my predictions and I know it's called Thursday with Kumi, right? But I chose to do the predictions um, later because the playing game was still going on, right? And I, di I didn't want to do a toss-up. I wanted to have every single team. I wanted to predict every single team that clinched the playoffs, right? So that's my take, right? So Memphis, um, Timberwolves, we just saw game one. Timberwolves looked great. Uh, Ant-Man. Anthony, um, Anthony, um, oh my goodness, I'm butchering his name. Anthony Edwards, he did his thing, right? 36 points in his for in his playoff debut, he did his thing. Cat did his thing as well with the double double. 
uh, 29 points, 13 rebounds. But I'm still going to go with the Grizzlies to pull this one through in seven games. This is going to be a great series. Um, both teams look really good. Um, I mean, I know Memphis didn't look particularly their best in game one, but I think things are going to take a swing, and I think Memphis is going to come out the better team as they've shown us they have been all season, and I think they're going to beat the Timberwolves in seven games. So next up, I got the Warriors Nuggets series. I got the Warriors in six games. Like I said, with Jokic, he's been carrying the load. I mean, without without um, Jamal Murray, he's been really carrying the load, right? And he deserves MVP. And I still think he's gonna make. I still think this series is gonna be competitive, right? But the Warriors, they're just a fantastic team. I mean, you saw what happened game one. They're just an incredible team. So I have them winning in six games. I do think they're still going to make them make it competitive for the Warriors, but I got it in six games. Um, next up, Mavs and Jazz. Um, apparently, Luka didn't play game one, but he's supposed to be back in this series. But I have the Mavs winning in seven games. Um, I'm not really a believer in the Jazz. I mean... Collapse after collapse after collapse, you think um, they will learn from it. But, you know, they even they've even had these problems in the regular season. And for you got and I know we like to say when playoff comes, it's a different story. And that is true. But things bleed over. Right. You know, you know, we're all creatures of habits and routine and things of that nature and things bleed in what you put in is what you get out right and the jazz have shown that like right now the jazz are in a very sticky situation and as a franchise it looks like they're in the declining stages and things are going to blow up for them and the mavs look hungry you know and i know they the, the the jazz still beat the mavs in game one but i'm still gonna stick with these predictions these are the predictions i had prior to the series starting so i'm still gonna go with them i still got mavs in seven so that's my western conference predictions for game one again suns in four memphis in seven warriors in six and mavs in seven now let's move on to the next one i got the raptors in heat right and i think that's gonna be a very very close series i mean Prayers up to Scotty Barnes, you see. Um, and it looks like Trent and uh, Young, um, they're doubtful as well as uh, Scotty Barnes. But um, um, I still think they're going to make it competitive for Miami, right? But I have Miami beating Toronto in seven games. Um, I mean, I'm scared of Kyle Lowry. I mean, l- listen, that's that's a former Raptor right there. And he knows us like he he knows us like the back of his hand. You know, he's just a very high IQ point guard and he's very impactful. He'll be very impactful to that series. And I think um, the he will pull through. And after what happened to the Heat last year by getting swept by the Bucks, 
you know, I think I don't think it's going to happen to them again. I, I think they've learned from that and I think they're going to rebound from that. And they're, they are the number one seed and um, the Hawks heat game just happened and they blew out the Hawks and they look clear. They look good. So I got them in seven games. All right. The Bucks Nets game. Um, I'm going with the Nets again. I think Katie's hungry. Um, yes, that Celtics thriller, that Celtics Brooklyn thriller just happened. But like I said, I'm still sticking with the same predictions I had prior to the playoff starting yesterday. I have the Celtics or excuse me, I have the Nets winning in six game or six games against the Bucks because I think Katie's hungry, Kyrie's hungry, and after what happened last year, you know, with Kyrie getting hurt and the seat in the series taking a turn with the Bucks coming back from an 0-2 deficit and winning, I don't think that's gonna happen again. So I I I just think I just think from that aspect I think Katie um and it's it's do or die for Milwaukee I or uh, Brooklyn I believe. I mean you've you've done they've had all these acquisitions in just three years and not much has panned out for them, right? So I think you may see a blow up of this team if they don't make it to the conference finals or the finals. You may see this team get blown up. But in but like yeah, like I say they have a lot at stake as well. And I don't think and I think with that focus, I don't think they're going to let the Bucks beat them. The Bucks are a great team, but I don't think the Bucks are um yeah, I just don't think they're going to let the Bucks do it to them this time. So I have the Nets winning in six games. Six games. Now let's move on to the West. The West is the Warriors, Grizzlies. Um, Steph Curry by then should be healthy. He should be good to go. He came off the bench last night in game one, but they looked good regardless, right? And um, my my pick was for um, let me go see my picks. I believe I had the I had the Warriors winning in six as well against the Grizzlies. Yeah, I had the Warriors winning in six, so I'm gonna stick with that and. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, the 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 uh, Memphis is a good team, of course, but, I mean, and they've shown that they can play without shot. But I just think, you know, especially with Jordan Poole, I think he's a huge X factor and why I think they have an upper hand against the Memphis Grizzlies because you have two shot creators with Steph and Jordan Poole, I mean, and Andrew Wiggins, who can just get hot at any time. Clay is more of the catch and shoot, but I mean, he's a legit scorer. But I just think with those three fact or with those two factors next to Steph Curry, Wiggins and Poole, I think in that series, um, uh, the Warriors have the upper hand, and I see them winning in six games. 
and then you have the the Suns against the Mavs. Again, that's a six game series. That's a six game series. Um the Suns are gonna win that of course, but but that's a six game series. Um yeah, that's that's what I have. I don't really have much for that either. And then um the conference finals, I have the Nets and the Heat. I'm taking the Nets to beat Miami. I think Miami's a very good team, but when it comes to the closers, they have Kyrie, they have KD, and I think that's going to be that's going to what that's going to be what gives them an upper hand. Now Miami defensively, great team. Um I they have a better coach, they have better personnel, you know. I think Spolstra will probably outcoach Steve Nash, but I think Brooklyn would KD and um, Kyrie have the upper hand, and I think they're going to make the finals, right? And um, and I think Kyrie is just going to give Lowry fits, you know? So I got that. And then um, with the Warriors and the Suns, I'm taking the Warriors to beat the 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 Suns in seven games. I mean, listen, Suns have showed all year that they've been a great team, right? But I think it's just one of those situations that's just too good to be true. You know, it's just too good to be true. Um, I don't know, man. It's just it's too good to be true. The Suns, I mean, 60, they've won 64 games and all that. But I, I don't know. Since the start of the season, it's just been something. It's just been something telling me that, yo, like, and even with Steph Curry having his slump, it's it's just been something telling me that like this year the Warriors are gonna come back into the spotlight and and they're gonna they're gonna take it and they're gonna be back in the NBA Finals since 2019. So I have the Warriors beating the Suns in seven games. And then for the East, oh, and then, yeah, I already predicted that. And then the NBA Finals, I mean, that's going to be a great storyline. KD is going to go face his old team. It's going to be Stephen. It's going to be Stephen Kyrie taking it back to the Warriors Cavs series all those years. But I will give it to the Nets. Um, they have much more better personnel. Yes, they're much deeper. But I don't know. I just think I. Like I said, um, the Nets and the Nets are obviously a much better team than the record shows. But I just think with Kyrie not playing much, with with KD getting hurt the latter part of the year, I just think that really affected them. Because at the beginning of the season, they were one of the best teams. And they were probably the best team in the East, you know. And I think that that affected them. Had that have not happened, they would have been a 2-3 seed. But I just think they're going to be able to figure it out. And once the finals gets here, I think the Nets are going to win. I don't know. It's just my gut instincts. I think the Nets are going to win. If the Warriors do see the Nets in the series, I think it's going to be the Nets that are going to have the upper hand. And that's just how I see it. And, uh, yeah, that's my predictions. I kind of spoiled it on Twitter, so I might as well just 
you know, do the rest of the predictions on this episode. And yeah, I mean, that's it. Enjoy the playoffs. I know I'll be enjoying the playoffs. And um, yeah, um, you guys will see me when you guys will. You guys will hear from me when you guys will hear from me. Okay. All right. Later.